Welcome to Believe It or Not Life with your host, Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. Now here's Jill, introducing today's guest on Believe It or Not Life. Welcome to Believe It or Not Life. I'm Jill Taylor, and I can promise you we are going to have a very exciting show for you today with our guest, Robin Swoboda. I will share with you a required warning, however, about the speed of what you will hear when both Robin and I talk. It is mandatory that you have your seatbelts on and you are safely <laughs> safely buckled in. Right, Robin? Right, right. And, and a pair of Depends wouldn't be a bad idea either. <laughs> Are you insinuating our audience needs that? Okay, well, no, 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 no. Someone, someone, someone gave me a sign that said, "If I have not made one person smile, laugh, or tinkle in their pants a little bit, I have not done my job." So okay, that's, that's, that's my goal. Well, forewarned, you know. forewarned for mm-hmm. all who are listening. That's great, <laughs> Robin. You have had such an incredible career here in in the Cleveland area. People adore you. They know your name and can't uh, wait to see you. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing, what you have been doing, and what you're doing right now. Oh goodness, goodness, where do I start? I, I people keep saying, oh. I love how you reinvent yourself. <laughs> and I don't even know what that means. I'm just trying to pay bills. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm too young to retire. And I don't know that I will ever retire, quite frankly. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, now I'm, I, uh, I've stepped away from uh, television news. You know, my last stint was with uh, WKYC Channel 3 um, mm-hmm. out of Cleveland. The years that I was on there was the worst news cycle ever. I, I, I believe the older I get, the more fun I want to have and less stress. I want to have yeah. um, because life, you know, just breathing can can throw that at us. So um, uh, I, I'm writing a column for the uh, Akron Beacon Journal. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> of and, course. Uh, <laughs> every, every other Sunday, uh, unless you know I get my arm stuck in a laundry chute and can't uh, uh, can't write about it that Sunday, and then it comes the it, two weeks later, which actually did happen. You That's got your arm stuck having... in a laundry chute. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And that is the good news about your adult children moving back home because okay, now I was just going to say my, you're living you know, in a in a wonderful placid <laughs> arrangement with no one in the house but you, and now you're announcing to us that there's a new you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my uh, my oldest son. He told me that I should have a sitcom called uh, Almost Empty Nest. And uh, it is in his words, and he's very funny. He said uh, it's about. Uh, your adult children who keep moving out and then failing their way back in. <laughs> well, there would be feathers flying in that one the entire time. Yeah, sounds oh, good. No kidding. So yeah, so so my oldest son is uh, is is living here, and my daughter and her nineteen uh, month old baby, my darling granddaughter, uh-huh. moved in the first of May. So needless to say, I've got a lot going on there, but. Well, you anyway, know what? So let I, me, I, before I, you go on from that, let me just point out that that is uh, that's a tremendous gift, and sometimes it is the difference between um, a child being able to say, "I can choose life" versus "I have no yeah. options." And I'm so proud of you, Robin, oh, for that. Oh, thank you. I, it, you know what? I have an incredible story about that uh, that that uh, maybe we'll we'll get to later because okay. it is it it is yeah. 
I have a puppy, and as you might be able to hear her, she her little apple has gone under the. Uh, <laughs> so you're climbing under there right now to get it for your puppy. You know, you know. I was just going to say something not too long ago about Dick Goddard and and the number of dogs you know. Uh, some dogs you have known because of Dick Goddard, but you're you're in your oh, own my in your own camp. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is the one that we we adopted off of the show, and uh, it used to. Uh, jump out the window when we were driving. And I, I'm like, well, that's how I got to be a Dick Goddard dog because this is definitely a runner. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lots well, of fun those, with those you. Things. I remember one time being on a very brief segment, uh, my moment of fame in Cleveland, uh, and a cooking show. And I, I was absolutely overwhelmed by the whirlwind of activity. We were trying to get something done. It was We were throwing things into the pan and then shoving them into the oven as if we were going to bake them. And it was just hilarious. I think I ended up with a lot of recipe on my dress and, you know, just thought this is weird. What, what, what did you make, Jill? I can't tell you. I don't think it was anything by the end, by the time we got done with it. I think it was supposed to be some really little sweet pie. And I believe Susie Thomas was involved. But other than that, I'm pretty well. I blocked it out. And counselors in the past have been able to help me recover. Uh, well, I'm... Uh... My good friend Rachel Ray is going to be calling you later to, to have you uh, recreate that. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know Rachel Ray. but that, that That's a shame because you you'd offer. be able to I, offer her a lot of sweet counsel in Christ, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, I, I did that show for, gosh, almost five years. One of my most cherished memories is when Bobcat Goldthwait, who was a, he's an actor, comedian, we had him sitting in a lawn chair in a kiddie pool. And when the show started, I came out of the door onto the set uh, wearing a 1920s bathing costume. <laughs> and he says, what kind of a show is this? <laughs> is this for adults or for kids? And I'm like, anytime you can stump a comedian. That's you know, right. That's, that's <laughs> the best. Uh, well, you have written hilarious stories uh, about your constant moves. Um, oh, tell me a little bit yes. about what's going on now. Well, hopefully I'm in the last house. I said if uh, the next move will be in a pine box. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, well, when Brian Wagner and I got married in 1991, March of 1991, and uh, we got back from our honeymoon uh, before... No, before we got married, Art Modell, if you remember him, yes, he, uh, we we ran into him at a restaurant because that we had you know NFL and and uh, anchor money back then, so we could go to the nicer restaurants now <laughs> rather than the linoleum room at Wendy's like I do now. But um, so we ran into Art Modell, and he's like, "Oh, you know, son, you know, I know it was a bad year. They went three and thirteen that year." Oh. He said, "But we're we're uh, you know we're keeping you and." We got back from our honeymoon, and they did not keep him. Oh, um, they my. brought Bill Belichick in. Brian was cut, and that began an odyssey then. We moved 13 times. We had 13 official changes of address in three years. Oh, my word. That's crazy. Oh, it, it really was. And, I, you know, I mean, we and, and gosh, on our first anniversary, we had a baby, Matthew, who is now 27 years old. But we moved from... He was with the Bears, the Browns, the Patriots, the Chargers, back with the Patriots, and I, I, I can't even remember. Oh, wow. But we just, we were in the U-Haul Hall of Fame. 
And then things settled down for a little bit. And uh, They kept and one just... reserve for you on the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, exactly. you can't take this one. Yeah. Right, Swoboda's right. coming bronze. for it. Yes, yes, bronze, my, my initials on it. Oh. Oh. So, and then the, the last few years, I've, you know, found myself moving when, when, you know, I found out my daughter was pregnant and just, you, you know, you do what you have to do. You just pray. Say, God, you know, you take over and then just put one foot in front of the other and do it. Well, you have spoken so lovingly of the time that you get with your granddaughter, and I think that is such a gift for your for your granddaughter, for your daughter, and oh, for you. Isn't that special? It is. That little, oh, I took the best picture of her last night. <laughs> we, were, we were sitting outside, and uh, I have a German shepherd and then this little mutt. Mm-hmm. named Macy or Millie. We haven't decided yet. Last night, it, she looked like a Millie, so we may be going with that. Okay. But, uh, she, <laughs> that, was my, she, that was my dad's second wife, so I like that name for a dog. Oh, <laughs> was, was, she, was she small and fluffy? She was very small and fluffy, yes. <laughs> Good. Anyway, so Layla's running around, and she's got her arms up in the air. I have this huge pine tree in the backyard, and and she just keeps looking up at it and raising her arms. And I, I, I took a picture and, and, and posted it on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Because it was just, it, it was a picture of pure joy, pure delight in what the Lord has made. This is the day that the I, Lord has made, and she is rejoicing yeah. in it. That is yeah, so, yeah. so sweet, Robin. Um, we're going we're gonna to pause here for a break, but before we do, I just want to remind everyone who's with us today that we're going to come back with more with Robin Svoboda and uh, probably go a little deeper more into the issue of life that we love to talk about and redemption mm-hmm. and all of those things. So, Hold tight, all of you, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Thanks for joining us today on Believe It or Not, Life. We'll get back to our conversation with Robin Swoboda in a moment. If you'd like to contact Jill Taylor, you may write to us at Choose Life Radio Network, P.O. Box 366-22, Canton, Ohio, 44735. Again, that's Choose Life Radio Network, Post Office Box 366 6622 Canton, Ohio, and our zip code 44735. Would love to hear from you. And if you didn't get that address, don't worry. Jill will give it again at the end of today's broadcast. Welcome back to Believe It or Not Life. I'm Jill Taylor here with our guest, Robin Svoboda. Robin, not every experience in life is uh, hilarious and exciting, mm-hmm. and there's a reason mm-hmm. for your willingness to be there for your kids and to be here to talk Absolutely. today. So you believe in helping them make healthy decisions and uh, not decisions that result from lack of good choices. Are you able to share a little bit of your own personal story about life? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You're so um, sweet. Uh, God uses our past to help help people who, who are facing the same thing. And, and um, how I got into television is totally a God thing because mm-hmm. I had uh, graduated from high school. I was active in uh, uh, public speaking. I was on the speech and debate team and, and uh, drama and such. And, and I couldn't afford, I wanted to go to the University of Missouri or the University of Kansas, and we couldn't afford that. And I had a full scholarship to the uh, 
State College in my hometown. And so I went there begrudgingly. And uh, after two weeks, I quit. I had broken up with a boyfriend and I was just, I was devastated. So I told that story for years. But what I, what I neglected to tell was that my boyfriend and I had, uh, uh, after graduating, had had sex and I became pregnant. Mm-hmm. And he did not want to marry me. And uh, my mother said, uh, good girls don't have babies out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. So they scheduled, it was 1977, so a few years after uh, Roe v. Wade, and my mother scheduled an appointment for an abortion in Kansas City. I believed in God then. Um, I didn't have a relationship with Christ, but, you know, I, 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 I believed in God and I prayed, you know, that this wouldn't happen and, and that Logan would change his mind and, and want to marry me. And it, uh, it, a great flood came upon Kansas City, closed down the abortion clinic, all the businesses along there. And uh, I thought that was my window and uh, I was going to live happily ever after. Uh, my mother uh, was a, a, a strong woman, and so Logan didn't change his mind through that, and uh, I ended up having the abortion. It was, uh, wow. it was, it was awful. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a very sterile environment. I, I remember waking up from the abortion, and as uh, as I recall, the, the 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 doctor who performed it was was like was kissing me on the mouth as I was coming out of, out of this, um, out of this anesthesia. Help and, um, you know, you, you, it, it, and, and at that point you, you just feel like all is lost and, and, yeah. you know, what, what does it matter? Yeah. Um, and I, I lived, you know, with that, with that shame for many years, but let me back up and say that when I was depressed and in my bedroom for, uh, uh weeks, if not months, after uh, leaving college and the abortion, my mother came into my bedroom and said, you know, Robin, you're, you, you can't just, you know, live in your bedroom and be a bum the rest of your life. Either you, you go back to school or you get a job. I n- knew I couldn't go back to school. So I looked in the want ads that very day and there was an opening at, a, at the TV station in my hometown. And Jill, I, I applied for it, and they hired me. Uh, of like, course they you did. Know, for, for, yeah. <laughs> so I had two weeks of college and, oh. uh, under my belt, and, uh, and, I, and I see that that's how God, God moved in my life and, and used, you know, the abortion is what got me into television, and television is what got me to share my story right. and, and get involved in the pro-life movement. Yeah. In a, in, a, in a very gentle way, because I don't ever want to make a woman feel any guiltier than she does for having had an abortion. And when, when I speak, so many women come up to me and say, my husband doesn't even know, mm-hmm. or no one knows the secret that I've been carrying. But um, And that's so know, painful. God, that's so painful for women so and painful. for men. Um, they yes. also, yes. There are many men who wish that that had not happened with their child, yes. and yet... Um, the reality is that 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 is uh, in our in our government uh, the woman's choice. I'm not quite sure about all of that, but I do I do want to say that your sharing that story uh, obviously has touched so many lives and mm-hmm. redirected you know redirected the way women thought about their own 
redemption at this point with with Christ because mm-hmm. because one of the things that we've talked about on this show is that there is no sin that is unforgivable. Yeah. Um, but there but there are consequences to our sin and there's pain mm-hmm. because of loss. And mm-hmm. so just knowing how um, adorable you are, I don't think we oh, could have had you. too many, many kids in the world that, that were brought through you. So um, <laughs> I would have loved to have met that and will meet that child someday yeah. in heaven. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. what a, you know, it, that's going to be great. But yeah. in, in the meantime, as you're, as you're thinking about right now your story and how it will impact. Talk to me a little bit about the healing that God's given you as a result of that. It was June of 1989, and I was struggling. I'd had a, another life-altering experience, and um, some beautiful Christians had uh, written me letters back in the day when people used to handwrite letters and mail them yeah. uh, to the station because uh, Cleveland Magazine had done a feature article on me. And in, in the article, they, you know, as, as, as writers are prone to do, they exaggerated a, a, a wee bit and painted me as this metaphysical, you know, new age nut. And which, you know, I, I was at that time teetering on the idea of reincarnation <laughs> and, you know, kooky stuff, you know, powers of crystals and blah, blah, blah. Still believed in God and Jesus, but, you know, I, I was encompassing, you, you know, were, all, everything is You were decorating Jesus up with all, yes. with all those things. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. And uh, anyway, so, so I, I uh, and in the back of my mind, you know, I thought I've had this abortion and God can never forgive me for that. And I can never forgive myself. Mm. And... In God's timing, you know, everything just came together. And while I found myself in a in a very dark, depressed state, thinking, you know, my, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm anchoring the number one newscast uh, with, you know, Tim Taylor and Dick Goddard and Casey Coleman, and on on the outside, everything looks, you know, pretty and sparkly and wonderful. And on the inside, you know, I'm I'm secretly dying. All these Christians were writing me letters saying, you know, you seem like you're so much fun. We'd love to see you in heaven, but. Oh, dear. You know, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we, we won't see you in heaven. And they didn't judge me. They wrote me with love and respect. And as I said, I'd had this devastating, life-changing experience that opened my heart to what they had to say. And I started reading my Bible, and I had it in the closet next to my Ouija board. And uh, uh, when, when, I came, when I came across Isaiah 118... I broke down and cried because, you know, right there in the words of God, he said he would forgive me. Come now, let us reason together. It still makes me cry when I think about that. And I felt forgiveness. I felt free. I felt felt the Holy Spirit uh, in in my bedroom on Lakeland Avenue in uh, Lakewood, Ohio. And um, since then, it's, it's certainly... As many of us are prone to do, you know, I've, I've been the prodigal daughter who's wandered off and tried to do things my own way, but God is always waiting. He calls to me gently. And, 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 and so two years ago, everywhere I went, I kept seeing the scripture, be still and know, mm. be still and know that I am Lord. Yeah. Be still, be still. That year, I would find out within weeks of each other, I was walking my dogs on a, on a beautiful, warm February day. 
and there they are, my daughter and the baby. Uh, good morning. <laughs> Sorry. So I was good I was morning my to your daughter and the baby. Yeah, Jill says good morning. Um, I was walking the dogs, and and uh, let me back up and say that I was in my I was in my garage, and I happened to notice the baby crib that I'd had all my kids in. You know, I just I just saw it and went nothing nothing to it. Then I'm in the park with the dogs, and I'm throwing a, a frisbee. And I heard Callie's pregnant as as clear as if someone was oh, standing next to me. Okay. And so I did what any mother would do in 2017. I sent her a text message <laughs> because she was working. <laughs> and I said, here's a crazy question. Are you going to have a baby? Three hours and 45 minutes later, in the meantime, I went to the grocery store. I went to the Aldi in Wadsworth. And the line is so backed up. I am in an aisle, and I look over, and it's all infant. It was a whole display of infant things wow. that, you know, had come in. And I said, Lord, there's my confirmation. Three hours and 45 minutes later, she said, how did you know? Mm-hmm. She said, I wasn't going to say anything until I was sure. She hadn't even taken a test yet. I said, honey, you know, we will get through this. We will, that that, that child is, is created by God and created for a purpose. And no matter what happens, we will do this. We will get through it. Robin, one of the things that I think is so beautiful when spoken in pregnancy centers that are all across the United States to encourage women is to, first of all, know that God does not make mistakes. If he's the giver of life, that Mm -hmm. life is on purpose. And that sometimes our clients actually, (laughs) their lives are probably saved by that that child in in that they're on a crazy road to destruction and all of a sudden they have been pulled up by their bootstraps and need to be an adult and need to take care of. And then comes that incredible process of carrying a child and delivering a child where you Mm -hmm. are so bonded with that baby at that moment Mm -hmm. that it's really Mm -hmm. hard. It's very hard for women who choose adoption to, Mm. to continue on that path because you are, we are so wired by God to love that child and that sometimes we have to be then reasonable to say, well, I'm choosing adoption because I love the child. So there are wonderful life choices. I think that is so sweet. You tell the story and there are, are many people listening, I'm sure, today who are struggling with that, whether they have your mother's reaction or yours, mm-hmm. your reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love the comparison, not that there's anything yeah. inappropriate about your mom. That's the way a right. lot of people feel. But the exactly. reality is, mm-hmm. how can I come alongside of you, walk with you through this, redeem yeah. this moment? And I'm sure yeah. your daughter is extremely grateful for your support uh, including letting her move into your house right now and be there in the morning with you. That's right. That's right. We got smiles yeah, on, yeah, right? It's, <laughs> it's tough. It, it is. It is certainly not easy, and I don't ever want to paint a, you know, a, an Instagram picture. You know how we see sure. people's lives and you know how glorious and beautiful it looks without you know any trials or tribulations, because that's that's certainly not the case. I've had a few mornings where I thought, oh my word. Well, Robin, if you had a chance today to speak to a woman who might is listening today and pour into her heart what you're feeling, can you do that directly with one of our listeners who might be really blessed by it? Oh goodness, I I would just say look 
look at the big picture. Well, the the part of the story that um, I didn't I didn't share was the after after God was telling me to be still, you know, I found out that Hallie was pregnant. I found out I had breast cancer through a just a freak accident of a dog hitting me in the jaw and tearing my meniscus, and I was to be uh, going to a conference, a, a leadership conference, and I couldn't go. And the woman who was responsible for me getting the invitation made me soup because she was here instead of being with her daughter who has breast cancer and was going through chemotherapy. We started talking. Her daughter's in her 20s. And I said, you know, I have I have seen it several times over the years that and I and I'm not, you know, judging your daughter. We were talking about, you know, the rise in breast cancer, especially in young women. There is a link between abortion and breast cancer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the medical community does not want that information out there. Now, did it cause my breast cancer? I don't know. It doesn't run in my family. To, I think to, that's. I think what you're sharing is probably an aha moment for many women. I had a miscarriage yeah. at six months before the doctor that I was seeing here in Canton left town and was going to be in Florida. I looked at him and I said, you have nothing to lose. This is just between you and me. Would you explain to me, is it possible that the miscarriage caused the breast cancer? And he said, absolutely. You know, a miscarriage is, and I've, I've had two. When I had the first, I, I miscarried again, um, or I miscarried after I got pregnant, you know, a few years later, the doctor said that uh, I had a hole in my uterus that was caused by the abortion. It, it, you put all these things together, and, and miraculously, it, it was obviously healed um, because I have three children now. There, there's just so much information that women need to know to make a decision that, that will change who they are Wow. Uh, it, it, it definitely it definitely changes it changes you. Well, such wisdom from you today, Robin. Thank you, Robin Swoboda, for being with us. Oh, and thank uh, you. oh we've loved having you today. Please know, folks, if you are have your own experiences that you want to share with us, questions and decisions to make or have made, mm. there are pregnancy help centers all over the state of Ohio and throughout our nation. So search online for a center near you. Maybe you can help them by volunteering or maybe even providing financial support. If you have a story to share, please write to us at Choose Life Radio Network, P.O. Box 36622. That's 36622, Canton, Ohio 44735. And tune in next week to hear another exciting program on, believe it or not, life. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.